on this setup. That's all right. right. <laughs> no, Joe is the, the man, though. He is. So, all right, where's the intro music going to come in? It's just going to be like, boom, what's up, guys? Welcome to... Boom! Welcome to... You're going to have it fade in. Yes. And this is going to be... It'll happen like a minute ago, and then we'll <laughs> fade into this, and this will be like a minute into the video. Okay. Yeah, I might... Actually, a minute and 20 seconds, but... For those of you who don't know... That is soda. Thank you. <laughs> it is actually it is, sparkling water, this tell, right here. Tell them what it is. It's actually a local uh, brewery in Salt Lake City. It's called uh, TF Brewing of the Templin family. And this is their Albion beer here. And honestly, I'm not getting paid a dime to say this, but it's pretty good. <laughs> I've only... I've only So, uh, triple Belgian-style ale. It has 10% alcohol by volume. So if you don't live in Utah, I have no idea how you're going to get this, but it's good. Yeah. And you know, sip slowly, right? Yeah, you do. Because this is, it's, I mean, this has as much alcohol as like, almost as wine. You know what I mean? It's like, if, I mean, if you drink beer fast, you're going to be done yeah. with this one beer. If you're a, kind of a lightweight like me. Yeah. And you learned that the hard way this last weekend, right? Uh, yeah, I was actually um, building a dog door and I just downed one of these beers, like a normal beer and... Um, I shouldn't have been working on that dog door. I'll just say that <laughs> it was not. It was not just a normal beer. No, being chugged. No, no. This okay. was not some five percent beer. Yeah. No, okay. you just drink the whole thing and you're just like whatever. This was like, oh uh, wow, I need to take a break. Cool. So what are we talking about today? No. Oops. Yeah. That's my wife told me not to hit the table. Know your numbers. Know your numbers. All right. Uh, there's a lot that we can talk about with knowing your numbers today. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah. Actually. Okay. So knowing your numbers. Why are we saying that? Yeah. With the ATM business, you're dealing with cash. So if you don't know what's coming in and going out, you can lose track of your progress pretty fast. I mean, you've got multiple machines. you got to make sure what's in the vault is in the vault. you got to make sure what's being reported is true. Yeah. And then, you know, you've got, when you look at your bank account, you have these deposits being made constantly for vault cash. But then you've also got, if you're like us... You also have your surcharges being deposited, but we set it up so it's once a month, so we can actually tell what's surcharge and what's vault cash. But you can set up the settlements daily yeah. for your vault cash. Yeah, and so what we mean by that or is sorry, like... Your surcharge, you can do that for daily as well. Yeah, exactly. So Yeah. So knowing your numbers, like when, you, when you're running a business, you can't just, especially with the ATM business or with any business, you can't just, you can't just say, all right, I'm just going to run this thing, and we're making money, great. We're making five grand a month. We're making ten grand a month. We're making a thousand bucks a month. Cool. We're good. And you can't just keep that in your mind and then spend your expenses just off of memory. You can't just kind of go by the seat of your pants running a business. Which is what we did. We did we that for done. a while. Yeah. And we learned the hard <laughs> way that we were basically spending everything we were making. Um, yeah. If you don't know what's coming in and you don't know what's going out, you, you make uninformed decisions. You know, really? Like, you just make these decisions where you think, oh, yeah, we could probably pay for that. I mean, what's, what we got in the bank account? All right, cool, yeah, let's buy it. Yeah. And what with ATMs, your, your bank account is your vault cash, too. And so, if you have this bank account with, like, a hundred grand in it, and you're making what you're making, you might see a hundred grand in your bank account and think, we're good, let's spend it. But what's funny is you could be eating into what your earnings are yeah. and actually using some of your vault cash, which is your seed corn. You know, that's what you need to grow your business is your vault cash. That's that's an asset that you need to continue growing things. And just because you have it in there doesn't necessarily mean it's a good idea to spend it. Yeah. So knowing your numbers is this really. 
so almost daily, I mean, we look at our transaction reports now. What, what happened to us before is we were noticing that, you know, and we, were, we weren't tracking our numbers the way we should have. And it was, it was kind of like, why aren't we making more than what we're making? It seems like something's not right here. So we really drilled down and we looked yeah. and we were just spending money like idiots. And we were like, oh, sure, let's pay this guy for a lead. You know, let's, let's pay him 800 bucks. Let's buy this enclosure. Let's buy all these machines. You know, yeah. let's just do this. Let's do that. And we found out we were basically spending what we were making. And the other thing is we were noticing that, that, that what was reported in the back office wasn't necessarily what we expected to be happening. So it seemed like something was off. And we found out we weren't checking our reject bills. Yeah. And we weren't counting what was in the vault. Which is like basic step one. Basic. ATM for dummies. Yeah. First chapter. Check your reject box often. Totally. So like when you go restock a machine, it has a little box that says reject bin. You just flip it open. You look for bills in there. Because you can, what will happen is you go to your machine and you're expecting to find 300 bucks in it. But you find 260 and then you're like, well, where'd the 40 bucks go? Yeah. You flip open the bin, and there should be $40 in the reject bin. Yeah. And then if there, you look at the rejects, hopefully the cash is still intact. It might have just been folded funny or something like that. Some of them are really weathered out. Yeah. The bills, super weathered down. It's like, how does this shit work? Is right. even currency? We don't know. Exactly. Um, hopefully it is. No, you're right. And we had this recently. I found six reject bills in the reject bin. And yep. I can not believe my eyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then... We just relocated a machine, and in the so super slow producing location. Go back and listen to our other podcasts about how to find locations and why you should do that. Right? Yep. Um, and on the back office, there was only two hundred and twenty bucks or something like that in it. Right? Like, um, whatever. Mm-hmm. Slow. Didn't care to restock it. We're going to take it out soon. Well, I took it out, and we were relocating it, and there was actually more than that in there. And yeah. I was like, oh. Interesting. So sometimes what can happen is when you go get the money from the bank, um, let's say you take out five grand from the bank. Well, okay, you've got five grand now, for example, and you're going to go spread it across two, let's say you're going to spread it across five machines. Okay, it should be a thousand bucks in each machine, right? Boom, 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 boom. Well, when when you are (coughs) placing machines more often, you have more machines and you're growing your fleet, if you will. Well, what happens is your vault cash will still be limited. Uh, you'll still be in a controlled growth manner. And so sometimes you'll you'll get the cash as a just like a big wad of cash from the bank. Yep. And then you have to actually count them out your, by hand for what's going in each machine. And sometimes um, you can be off or, you know, I've had many times where something comes up or someone starts talking to me or, you know, and you're like, oh, I was at 25 bills and there's actually 27, right? So, like, just being diligent about knowing your numbers. What are you counting? What's going in each machine? What's coming out? Yep. How many rejects, um, right? Yes, yeah, so you have to track every dollar. When you make yeah. a withdrawal from the bank, you count how many bills they gave you. Make yes. sure that they gave you what they said they're going to give you. Because if they're counting out $5,000 worth of 10s or 20s, or even $10,000 or $20,000, that's a lot of bills. And if they mess up one or two times and they do that somewhat often, you're going to lose a little bit of money there. And now if you have a big operation, maybe that doesn't matter. But if it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and this problem is kind of 
yeah. persistent, you might be losing hundreds or, I mean, potentially worst case, you know, thousands of dollars. Yeah. At the end of the day, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have money falling through the cracks. Like, you got to know where your money is. Yep. So count your bills when you get it from your bank account. And then when you go to restock, you want to be physically verifying what's in the vault compared to what's being told to you is in the vault from your back office in, yeah. your, in your processor. So that's one side of the thing is just making sure you're tracking that. But secondly, you got to track your expenses. Yeah. All your expenses. And miles. And miles. If you're... So you can deduct mileage. Like some guys, we're getting a lot of questions about taxes. Mm-hmm. I'm not an accountant, but I do. I, I, I manage our taxes and I finances and stuff like that. So things you can deduct. You can deduct your mileage. It's like 55 cents a mile or something like that is what you get. It might vary yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But every mile you take, you should log that. And there's you can do that just physically. You can just write it in a little notebook if you want. You can keep it in a spreadsheet. QuickBooks has a feature in there. You can do yeah. it there. We started with Excel. Um, yeah. We, still, we just track it in books. Excel. Yeah. you got to be able to track your miles. Mileage is, is deductible. That's an expense. And it's one thing just to track your expenses, just to track them because you're supposed to because it's a business. But you really got to think, you got to be smart about this. Like if you have, you know, 15 or 20 machines and you need to restock one of them, be smart about your trip that day. Like yeah. if that one machine is really far out, if you just drive out and restock it and come back home and that's it, and that's the only thing you do, was that really the best use of your time? Was that the most efficient? Mm-hmm. And you got to be thinking, how can I keep my cost smart? Yeah. That's that's another thing. Like when you have a business, you obviously want to be being as profitable as possible. And two ways to be, there's two ways to be profitable. Make more money and reduce expenses. And so on the reduce expenses side, if you just know what your expenses are, you'll be smarter about how you spend your money. Yeah. Like if you're going to do an install, let's say you uh, you eat the install cost, you pay for it yourself, and somebody's like, you test out a location for 30 days, it's not working great, so you relocate it. You test out for another location for 30 days, it's not working great, so you relocate it. you got to remember, in addition to you having to buy a bunch of stuff. Nuts and bolts. Nuts and bolts. Bits, you've got drills. mileage, you've got your time, and while you're installing, you could be selling. Yeah. And you got you got to weigh that. Like, how many? You know, do you want to give installs to businesses for free, or do you want to charge them for it? Mm-hmm. You, know, you got to think about what expenses you're willing to eat. And the other thing is, um, or real quick, yeah, is it worth your time to go out to a far location and come back home, or should you find a cash loader for it? Right? Someone yeah, else, exactly. Someone else to load it for you. Yeah, give them a dollar of the surcharge, or however you want to structure it. That's that's the standard. Is usually a dollar for. Uh, cash vaulting services, right? Yeah, so like if you live in uh, Happyville and you got a machine three hours away in Bobville, does it make sense for you, if you have no other machines near it, it's totally by itself, does it make sense for you to be the one to go restock it? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a long drive, that's almost a full day. Yeah, you get a cash loader. Situations like that, you got to be thinking, how can I be smart about my expenses? But you got to know your expenses. Yeah. That's the other thing. And so, like, when you buy machines, do you buy a brand new one? Do you buy a used one? Do you buy a refurbished one? You know, be, be thinking about that. It's like we we landed some schools. Schools were kind of questionable. We got in the middle of COVID, and they and we got a contract for six schools. And But, again, it was the middle of COVID, so we thought, do we buy six brand new machines for this, or we get some used machines? You know, we didn't want to overexpose ourselves and get the cream of the crop for a location that was like a maybe, especially yeah. with COVID going on. Like if COVID wasn't going on, there was potential for yeah. uh, their games. Like they were willing to, you know, there was a lot of traffic they're going to give to us. They're going to have cash only and concessions and things like that. So there was a lot of opportunity there. But because COVID, we were like, let's not expose ourselves too much. So we bought used machines in that case. Yeah. And so you got to be smart about things like that. And the other thing about your expenses are, do you do things like, 
you have to wrap all your machines? Do you get a custom wrap on your machines? Or are you happy with just like a sticker on the side? Yeah. Like, do you need a wrap? Like, you got to be thinking about these things. Those wraps are like five or six hundred bucks. Well, probably less. Well, I'm sure we can find it for less. But probably. still, it's an expense, right? Exactly. And you got to be thinking: Is it worth it for me to spend that money on this? Like, do I need to buy a wireless box for this location, or will can I negotiate with the owner to give me a hard line? Mm-hmm. You know, like or, those kinds of things. Like I just did yesterday. I said, I'm going to install a hard line. Do you care if I get up on your walls and tables and route it? And I, 30 minutes later, had taken a staple gun to her, you know, exposed wood wall and routed the hard line out of out of sight, out of, out of mine. Nice. But reason being is because I'm like, well, I could buy another wireless box right now on my phone. Do I want to? Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. You know, there's a fresh hard line to be used. I'm going to keep our expenses low, right? Like, just stuff like that. Yeah. Especially when you're starting, if you're not just sitting on a hundred grand, you can just spend. Like, yeah, you got to be a little smarter about your expenses. Yeah, and unfortunately, so many gurus—I won't say any names—of people out doing ATM stuff. I, I think a lot of people get a wrong misconception about how to start. Right? Like, there's some people that say, "Oh, fresh locations installed, thirteen thousand bucks a month." You know, it's like that's really unrealistic for an ATM. <laughs> <laughs> to be making um it'd have to be like a cash only strip club that's the totally. size of an amazon warehouse or some shit like that like it's pretty unrealistic so i'm assuming most people listening to this are people who are starting out right that's kind of our audience and who don't just have 100 grand sitting there or yep. don't have you know uh, a parent who cares to give them 10 grand like nope that's pretty unrealistic stuff like that so you've got to manage and be mindful of knowing your numbers coming in and coming out yeah. And, right, that's the only, I mean, you mentioned it before we got on, it was the only reason for financial hardship is what? It was, is your money out is more than your money in. That's yeah. why people get into financial stress. It sounds kind of dumb and simple, but if the, if what you're spending yeah. equals or exceeds what you're making, you're, you're going to be freaking out. Yeah. And so with the ATM biz, if you just track your expenses, and really your only expenses are installs, the machine, Having vault cash, but that's yeah. like a savings account because you're not really spending it. Yeah. And then your 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 gas money to go restock and your mileage, you know, because you get to deduct that. Did and you say install cost? Install cost, yeah. So you've got some hardware you got to pay for your installs. And then if you have wireless boxes, you have to buy wireless boxes. You got to pay like five bucks a month per machine for the service. And then you got insurance, like general liability insurance. Um, you you want to have some kind of insurance in place. Some people get insurance to cover the machine. Some people put that responsibility on the business owner, which we can talk about in another podcast about those responsibilities. But your expenses per month, I mean, you should be able to keep them pretty low. Like we have a virtual office we have. Yeah. It's like 70 bucks a month to have a location where we can go meet people. We can have meetings. We can do business there. We can do whatever there. Shout That's a to, mailing address. Shout out to Regis. Yeah, Regis. We use Regis. <laughs> They're all over the country. So you're, you should be able to keep your expenses pretty low. But the things you can deduct are you've got mileage. You've got... Your install costs, like the physical hardware you're buying, you can you can deduct your machines, yeah. you can deduct your insurance, you can deduct your wireless boxes you buy, you can deduct the monthly expense for those wireless boxes, you can deduct um, any other equipment you buy to support your machines, which could be enclosures, it yeah. could be batteries if you have events, yeah. it could be trailers if you need that, it could be if you even buy a car just you know to haul it around, you can deduct the interest from that car, and. And you just want to track all these things. You can yeah. track them in QuickBooks. You can track them with uh, an accountant. You can track them in Excel. Yeah. 
But as long as you're tracking every single thing you're spending on your business, you should be good. Now, one thing we don't do very much is like lunches and stuff like that, like meals. You yeah. can deduct those things, but you have to be talking about business or you have to be far enough away from your home to where it's justified. Okay, I'm three hours away. I'm servicing an ATM. I'm so far from my house. I need to eat lunch over here. You can deduct that expense. We don't really get into that. And again, talk to a CPA or your accountant. We are not financial uh, what advice no. people. If you screw your taxes <laughs> up, not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, but we should, since we're on that, we should tell them what that form is called that we use. Uh, K-1 form, right? So oh, yeah, yeah. So At the end of the year. Yeah. So, okay. So that's the other thing is, so when you... You complete your taxes, it'll generate what's called a Form K-1. If you have an LLC, that K-1, all it does is say that Dustin Warner, through his LLC, made X dollars or he lost X dollars. And then you take that K-1, you put it in your personal taxes. It's just a form name, K-1. And then that either reduces your taxable income or it increases it. It's, it's kind of like a, a W-2 from a business that you own. Now, the way you track that, the way you do that, other than tracking your expenses th- through you just being smart about keeping your receipts, using your spreadsheet, or using QuickBooks, yep. is when you have these tra- transaction reports from your ATMs, it'll tell you. You can set it so you can look for the whole year, and you can just see what are my surcharge earnings from the entire year. Mm-hmm. And then you have your one number, and that's your that's your gross income from your business. That's, that's all the money you make from your business. Yeah. And that's the number that you include in your taxes, and you take that number and you basically subtract all your expenses, and whatever's left over is how much you profited. And that profit is what you're taxed on. And you're taxed in whatever bracket you're in. Everybody's different. Um, The other thing you can do as an expense I didn't mention is if you pay out commissions or referral fees to businesses, you you count that as an expense. You can deduct that. You can deduct that. And if it's less than $600, you don't need to give people a Form 1099. If it is more than $600, you should, you don't have to, give them a Form 1099. And that just shows that they earn that income from you and they have to pay taxes on that income and you you can claim it as a deduction. And they won't. I mean, some business owners, I guess, could be stingy about that, but most—it's it's not enough to justify being upset about. Yeah, that, right. If you you are within your rights to issue a ten ninety nine, if people if you give people more than six hundred dollars a year, you're totally within your rights. And if it's not a service, if it's a commission you're giving them, yeah. or if it's an agreement where you split earnings, payout. that's fine. A payout's fine. Now, if they are giving you a service like Bob says, I'm going to fix your ATM machine and it costs you a thousand bucks, you pay him with a credit card. You don't give him a ten ninety nine. You yeah. just charge that as an expense as if you bought a machine so like for example if you gave a business owner 50 50 split right and like it, it was a high hitting location well over the course of the year you'll you'll probably pay out more than 600 bucks totally so it's like that would make sense yes right? and business owners do that with a lot of different types of totally other business happens all the time all the time every almost all salesmen who are just strictly commission-based make it money on the 1099 yeah and and they could be reported a hundred grand, you know. So and they've got a the salesman has to report that on their taxes. Yeah, yeah, and that's totally fine. Cool, cool. Um, so knowing your numbers. Yep. I mean that's <laughs> that's the bottom line. Man. That's pretty much it, right? Just give them a, a recap, a wrap up. Point one, two, and three. Yeah. So point one, uh, profit. So you either you, you increase your profits by uh, increasing your income, which means selling more locations. Expanding your business. Don't let an ATM sit in a crappy location more than 30 days. Yeah. Relocate it. 
So increasing your profits is, is tied to increase your income or reducing your expenses. But regardless of reducing your expenses and being smart about your expenses, uh, keep track of your expenses. Yeah. And then, um, so yeah, you can increase your profits, increase your revenue, reduce your expenses, and track your expenses. And if you, as long as you know what's coming in and what's going out, you're, you're going to be good. Yep. You're going to be able to know what you need to do. And control growth, we're a fan of. Um, so... Yeah, don't go crazy and buy 50 machines and just drop them in locations. Like, I don't know, if you got a million bucks sitting around, you could expose yourself like that. But we're kind of, we're in that place where it's like, you expose yourself how much you, you can, you're willing to lose. So you place your machines in locations, you test them out. And if you're okay yeah. being like 10 or 15 machines invested, and you're okay waiting for a while to recoup your investment, that's fine. But you basically expand within your a little bit outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. You don't go at way outside your comfort at zone. At a time. At a time. Yep. So okay. that could look like buying machines. That could look like, what, hiring people to do admin stuff, maybe, uh, payroll. Yeah. I would say your main focus be... is is increasing your revenue. Yep. So, so that means placing machines, getting locations, and you do it just a little bit outside your comfort zone. Not, you yep. don't want to go overextending yourself. And there's some people who are like, yeah, I'd prefer to start with 10. Just yeah, some people are comfortable with that. You're them. comfortable with that? That's good. Yeah, that's awesome. That means more money that you can put to work. I think. Totally. And quicker, I think, that you can recoup your investment yeah. cost. Exactly. Yeah. It's different going broke after investing than just going to party, right? Yes. <laughs> Please don't go broke after investing. But it is there is a big difference there. And um, you know why I like us, dude? We're regular guys. You know what I mean? We are normal, hardworking American guys doing the best job we can. And most people, I think, listening to this are that same way. Totally. So most people, most likely, will not be able to just drop 10 machines, right? Like, that's probably the third most common question is people asking us, um, you know, I'm, I'm new to this. How do I know when to get a new machine? Or how do I know how much to put in it? Or mm -hmm. it's just you want to expand within your comfort zone, a little bit outside your comfort zone at a time yeah. in that regard. Exactly. So... We're about 25 minutes deep. Um, we talked about um, if minty is cold spicy, so I'm, I'm set. <laughs> no, this has been good, you though. Are this is a, this is a well, uh, much-requested video for us to talk about. So keep them coming. Um, I'm on Instagram at SpinnyCut, S-P-E-N-N-Y-C-U-T-T. -T. Dustin's not on Instagram. But you can follow us on at AbsoluteATMs on Instagram, YouTube. Um, this will be on Spotify as well, so... Feel free to reach out. We're a 24-7 resource for all you guys. And we want to connect with you, so reach out to us.